Schroeder. This is Work of the Beat. It is Monday, January 11, 2021. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us. An emergency edition of the podcast. As the news is broken within the last 20 minutes, Doug Peterson is out as Eagles head coach. The belief is he has been fired as Eagles head coach uh, after a 4-11-1 season. Um, again, the, the, the thing that I'm surprised by is, I'm not surprised that we've had a coaching change. We talked about this all season, Mike. It's the timing of it that is alarming. And I, I, I think it makes you wonder where the hell the Eagles, where Jeff Lurie's head is right now. Well, what do you mean timing? They played their last game a week ago. Mm-hmm. They met last week, and apparently Jeff didn't like what he heard. Okay, so they met again, presumably. I, I don't know if that meeting ever happened or not. Well, apparently it did. It, it happened in Florida this morning. Okay, so he met with him twice, mm-hmm. and he apparently didn't hear anything he liked more than what he heard last week. So, w- what, because he didn't well, get fired last week? Well, yeah, like, it's not a secret that this that this organization was not going to the playoffs. It's not a secret that there was some, you know, Jeff McClain wrote back in November about the idea that um, Lurie was not happy. He had walked out of practices. He was not happy with what he was seeing. So why prolong it? Why drag it out for the guy who won you your only Super Bowl? Because he probably wanted to give him another chance to talk. I have no problem with that. You know, he met last week so because he didn't fire him on Wednesday and say, well, I had met with Doug an hour and did like what I heard. Okay, I'm going to give him another chance to talk to me on Monday or today or when, whenever. Well, yeah, today's Monday. What am today's I Monday, yeah. Um, and, and say, uh, okay, and apparently nothing changed. So, and, and in Jeff Lurie's mind, that, you know, I mean, you could make the argument, Kevin, that nobody should get fired this year. Okay, in any sport, that obviously isn't going to happen. Right, this year is unlike any other year. You know, I don't know if that applies to a Brett Brown because that was kind of different. They did play seventy games or sixty games or whatever before, but I mean, we've already seen six coaches or however many let go. It's COVID, man, and I'm not saying that's the reason this happened, but I'm just saying what these guys have been through this year is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. So. Maybe the 4-11-1 was kind of an aberration. Now, I can look at it and have my opinion um, that I don't think this is going in the right direction, but I could also make the argument that maybe if there wasn't COVID, they would have been 8-8. Eight eight. I don't know if that's good enough. And, of course, 8-8 eight eight makes the makes the playoffs in this division. Yeah, but that's, in, that's right. kind of immaterial. I'm just saying is that one crevice of a year, because the other two years weren't crevices of years. You know, they they ended up in the playoffs, whatever you might think of it. Um, you know, I was thinking this t- the other day, today, actually, because I have too much time on my hands when I walk. <laughs> Take 2017, okay? The Eagles won the Super Bowl. They beat the Patriots, okay? The teams that they beat in the conference finals were the Vikings and the Jaguars, okay? Jaguars almost beat the Patriots that year. They were winning the game. They almost won in New England. Jaguars went 1-15 and this year. They're the worst team in pro football, uh, or one of the worst. Uh, the Vikings didn't make the playoffs for the second straight year. 
the Pats, now that they don't have Brady anymore, were whatever they were, eight and eight, seven, whatever they were. And the Eagles were what they were. That's the fragility of pro sports mm-hmm. sometimes. Not all the time. I saw a Pittsburgh Steeler team yesterday that everybody looks to as the one of the, the best-run franchises in the NFL. Okay, what have they done lately? Really? And, and, and they're a team that now went from 11-0 to losing five or their late. Well, one of the losses didn't count. But anyway, they, they whatever. And now they got to make decisions with their franchise. So what, what happened to the Eagles is not necessarily, and I'm not saying that, Doug, if I was the owner, I would have not. But the reason, the main reason is you can't move Carson Wentz. So if you're stuck with Carson Wentz, and it seems to be that they are, for at least a year or two, then to me, it was quite evident that this, that either the two of them now, and Carson has to take some of the blame in this. You know, we've heard reports, um, if I'm reading, you know, I'm trying to gain what I get from the reports, that people have written that, that press, ta- the people in the locker room are not happy with the that way press, press Taylor. Taylor treat, well, that, that's got to fall on Carson a little bit. Oh, and it's yeah, also got to fall on Doug for trying to promote him to OC. I'm not. No, but for I'm saying that Carson wasn't either coachable, right? Didn't want to be coached a certain or way. Wanted so to be, it's, 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 you wanted can't just say maybe Doug's wrong. Maybe Doug is is wrong, right? What I the biggest criticism I've heard of Doug from people who know more football than me is that the offense isn't evolving with the times. That if you watch the Eagles' offense and then watch other teams play offense, it's not even in the same whatever. And this is why the Eagles' offense. That it's not necessarily all a Carson Wentz problem or all an injury problem or, or all a personnel problem, although those things certainly contribute to it. So I can only assume now that they're going to bring in a young, offensive-minded guy, or at least that the offensive coordinator is going to be that kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. I can assume Carson's going to be back. Jalen Hurts, there's not going to be a quarterback competition next August unless Wentz just stinks again. And then the Eagles are really going to be in deep doo-doo because I don't know what they do then. And, you know, you're going to have a new defensive coordinator. So you basically cleaned house except for Howie is pretty much what has happened. Um, Let me kind of go back on to start with where my my head is on all this. Okay. And I think Mike, Mike knows where my head is. And I think anybody who's listening to this podcast over. If you want to do a complete clearing of house with the organization, I had no problem with it because of the cap situation, because of the way the Wentz situation was mismanaged, uh, you know, the the poor coaching staff hires that have gone on in, in recent years. And, and look, if you want to, if you want to bang Doug as part of that, be my guest, okay. But this cannot be, in my mind, Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz solely taking the fall, okay? Because you have to look at what you've done in your drafts. You have to look at the talent that you brought in. You have to look at the salary cap structure that you're supposed to have that the GM is supposed to be the best at maneuvering, and he's not. Howie Roseman's going on his fourth head coach. How many GMs in this league get four head coaches? It, do, it doesn't. It, and I'll, 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 I'll play devil's advocate with you. That some of the people they have drafted 
have gone on to play okay at other places after they don't work with the Eagles. And I'm not absolving Howie of anything. I think Whiteside stinks. I think some of their other draft picks have stunk. I think two of the guys they're counting on for next year might not be Rager. up to whatever we want. But what I'm saying is you keep throwing, Kevin, you can't ignore the fact that Howie and Doug have a symbiotic relationship. Whether you like it or I like it, it does not matter. Okay? And Howie can go in there and spin, and, and or Lori can spin this any way he wants. If Lori was going to clean house, this would have been done last week. He would have just went in and said, I'm getting rid of everybody. And maybe that's not the way to go either. And I'm not defending Howie. But maybe you don't, maybe you do this. And then at some other point, I mean, the, the, usually the way they do it is you hire a general manager and he hires the coach. Right. Um, but he's obviously telling you that Howie's going to hire a coach. Now, Lori might have input into it. I have obviously has input because he's the guy that's got to sign the check. And whoever the coordinators now are going to be. And now you're going to get, but when when you win a Super Bowl, you get a certain amount. I'm telling you, if Doug had went in there with some fresh ideas or whatever or said what Lori wanted to hear, he'd still have his job. But, but I don't, but, I'm not saying that's a but, good thing. But, Mike, I, I, that last line you said said what Lurie wanted to hear, okay? Well, in terms of change. Okay. In terms of change. But the, but the owner... The owner has become too meddlesome in football decisions. And I'm not talking just coaches getting fired or hired. Who's well, we don't tra- know that. Well, that's been that? pretty that's been pretty detailed in recent. Okay, well, may, may, maybe he does. I don't know who drafted Jalen Rager. I, I don't know who drafted Jalen Hurts. Neither do you. No, but Arcado White Arcado Whiteside, according to people who know who know what happens in that room, Arcado Whiteside was strictly a lurry pick. Well then and and my answer to you would be, it's his team. You know, Jerry Jones can do whatever he wants in Dallas. And we can sit there and laugh at him. We can sit there and question it. I know his son now has more to say in it because Jerry's older. Mm-hmm. But it's Jerry Jones' team. It's 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 the Blanks team in, in Atlanta. These are owners. But our, can, It's Kraft's team in New England. Now, he happened to have Belichick and, and Brady for 20 years, so... But it's if if Lurie's screwing up, he's not going to fire himself. So we can beat this down for forever and ever and ever and ever. It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I, Jeff Lurie is obviously not firing Howie Roseman, at least not at this time. How many more bad drafts does he have to take? I don't know. How many? How much salary cap hell do you have to go? I don't know. But obviously, what has happened in the last three years has not changed his mind enough about Howie Roseman. And you have to get past... You You don't have to like Roseman. You don't want, have well, to want Roseman here, but you better get past the idea... Well, no, that, I accept that this is no, the way... You it's, no, no, you no, Mike, no, you Mike, you're wrong on this one. Mike, okay, in my okay. mind, in my mind, I accept the fact that he's going to be here. I just think it's fucking ridiculous. Well, that's true. That <laughs> nobody's arguing your point, but... When you talk about how the Eagles are going to solve this, if they're going, obviously, Howie not being here is not one of the ways they're going to try to solve this. So I don't know what that means. I, I don't know what that means going forward. Is Howie going to have a, a different personnel guy? Or But if Jeff Lurie is getting into it anyway, what's the difference who the general manager is? Doesn't matter. 
Here's, if you're going to have, if you're going to hire Bill Polian to be your general manager or Dombrowski to be your general manager, and then you're going to go over him, or you know, if Middleton's going to interfere with what Dombrowski's doing, then what difference does it make? But when you win a Super Bowl and you're Jeffrey Lurie, you might sit there thinking, hey, I, I gave them input on some of those decisions the year we won the Super Bowl. I don't know that. You know, maybe he went out and said, we got to sign Alshon Jeffrey. And it turned into a good signing for a year. Uh, or maybe we got to sign Howie Long. Or maybe we got to sign uh, whatever. Whoever the guys were that came in that year, Foles, I don't know, whatever. But, you know, it isn't going to change. And we can sit there on draft day and we can criticize their draft picks and maybe they're going to draft horribly this year. I don't know. Do you view it as how uh, that Jeff Lurie, when he sat down, ultimately, ultimately, let's be honest, the Super Bowl is what's keeping Howie in a job. Would you agree? Maybe. May, to, to some degree, but they have a relationship. He, he, he grew. Howie was groomed by Doug from like a box boy or whatever he was, an intern in, two, in the early 2000s. He fired him once. He demoted him once for Chip Kelly. And then that blew up in his face. So he bought him back. You know, I'm, I, I, I don't, I, I, I just find it hard to understand so, why Lurie feels like Lurie feels. Well, and, and that's kind of where I'm going. Like, if he's going to give, if we're assuming that the reason Howie is here is 2017, right? I'm assuming and the that's benefit of the doubt. Of it. Uh, the benefit of the doubt. And you're right, the personal relationship. Why wasn't Peterson given the same kind of leeway? I think Peterson was. But whatever, when, how, when, when, Lord, now look, and again, I don't know what Doug said in the meeting. Right. And neither do you. But when they sat, I think there was all indications where Doug was coming back. And now, and then whatever he said, hey, Doug, what do you think about the future? Whatever Doug said to him, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to elevate Press Taylor, the offensive coordinator. I'm going to bring in my former uh, D-backs coach to be, or my line coach or whatever it was, to be my D. And, and Lurie's like, eh, what? Huh? Like, And it was pretty much what we've said all year. Doug's not giving up the play calling. Doug sees him. So that's what Doug wants to do. Doug has basically told you. And the quarterbacks also told you, I'm not going to change. This is who I am. This is how I'm going to play. And I think when you put it up that you can't get rid of Wentz, that leaves basically one option. Pretty much. The, the thing about bringing Doug back that I felt was weird was none of us think they're going to be that good next year. No. So if you bring Doug back, then what does Doug have to do next year? Does he have to win the division? Does he have to make the playoffs? Have to get the uh, 500 or, yeah. I don't know. I, I just But if you're bringing him back and, and, and your expectation is you're going to go, Seven and nine or eight and eight at the best, maybe. Then what do you? Then I, then I don't understand. It, 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 you know, unless unless then you're going to bring him back another year after that, and and think okay, two years from now we're going to be better. I I, I see one of the problem. One of the problems though that I think you have in this circumstances. Look, the head coach may be gone. The death watch is on for the for the GM. I mean, I don't uh, think so. Well. You, Kevin, you make assumptions. You don't okay know on them. a normal organization. This isn't a normal organization. Well, this is the Philadelphia Eagles. Jeff Lurie's owned them for twenty five years. Okay, he's won his Super Bowl. 
Uh, he, he, he does, and he may may interfere with things that we don't know. About. Howie Roseman is his guy. Can, can I can I play my scenario out though? Go ahead. Okay. okay. All right. My scenario is it becomes tougher to get a coach of quality to come in if there's questions about the status of the general manager. Well, they got Doug Peterson four year, five years ago. Yeah, but the Doug GM Peterson was coming. But the GM good. was coming in at that point. No, no, no. But what I'm saying, but yeah, but the Kevin, nobody's saying you're getting Vince Lombardi. There's no, there's no law out there that says the Eagles are going to get the best coaching candidate available. They might get the fourth best. They might get who knows. Doug Peterson, Christ, the one guy Lombardi ripped them as being, you know, the worst guy to ever get a job in the NFL. I mean. You know, it's it's I, there's there's thirty of these jobs or thirty two or whatever number. Somebody's going to take the job. Somebody's going to be interested enough and think they can get it done, and they're going to have an idea of what to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. You know, whether it's like the guy in at the Cardinals now that came in a couple years ago, whether it's the guy on the Rams, whether it's the guy on the 49ers, all these young guys, even the guy in Chicago was one of those guys. Okay, they're all they're out there. Okay, there's like five of them right now. You, I don't know if they're going to get one. There's a Buffalo guy. There's a Kansas City guy. Well, let me run, let me let me run down the list. Okay, this is uh, this is from our, our, our LHR Parks has put this out. There's a couple other names that have come up. Uh, Brian Dable, the offense coordinator of the Bills. Lincoln Riley, the head coach at Oklahoma. Eric Bieniemy, the head, uh, offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. One other head coach. Uh, member of the chief staff is Mike Kafka, the former backup quarterback here, went to Northwestern. He's about 31 years old. Who's the quarterback coach in Kansas quarterback City. factory. Yep. Pep Hamilton, the quarterback coach of the chargers, James urban, the quarterback coach in Baltimore, Arthur Smith, the head uh, offensive coordinator in Tennessee, but the, he doesn't run an offense that Lori likes. He, you know, he's mainly running game heavy. I, I just don't see that being the way they go. Robert Saleh, of the 49ers, defense coordinator. Name to keep in mind, Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator in Carolina. Well, it's wonderful. It's their, you know what they are, Kevin? They're names. That's all they are. I've seen five or six Patriot assistants since Bill Belichick start winning Super Bowls have gone, at some, and nobody, not one of them, has been successful. None. Not like one guy was good. All of them have failed miserably. For the most part, mm-hmm. so you know, I, 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 you know, maybe the guy in Buffalo is a great coordinator. I don't know if he's a, maybe Bienemy is a great coordinator. He's got Andy Reid. You know, I, I think Andy gets like a lot of credit. I'm not knocking Bienemy. I don't mean that. So I don't know what they're looking for. You know, if, if you want to go get Lincoln Riley, you might. I don't know how much is going to take to get Lincoln Riley. Eight million a year, ten million a year. I don't. I don't know. Um, but. Whoever the next coach is, whatever they do, yeah, you, know, you have to let him do what he wants to do. That's why you're making him the coach. Whether they'll do that, I have no idea. I, I don't, I, you know. But the one thing I do know is Carson Wentz is going to be your quarterback. Yeah, I think that's a given at this for, point for at least two years because it's going to be two, right. It's going to be a reclamation when, project for when the the money kind of goes away, where it's not it's not going to kill you. I think. I could be wrong. Let's rule out some things. One, they're not going to a defensive court. They're not going to a def- defensive coach. That's not. Wouldn't think so, but that's not Lurie's style. But what I'm. But okay, that doesn't mean you can't hire a really good. 
defense. I mean, look, I think Schwartz was a good coach. I don't think he, you know, there was things we didn't agree with. He didn't play aggressive enough. He didn't, you know, that we didn't like because we've had Jimmy Johnson and Buddy Ryan in this town. We've had coordinators that attacked. Mm-hmm. That's what we like in Philadelphia. But whoever gets the job, I think one of the key things he has to do is hire a really good defensive coordinator. And it might not jive with what Schwartz wanted to do, which was load up on the defensive line. Now, if that's the way Jeffrey Lurie wants to do it, well, you know, you either got to do what the owner wants to do or you don't take the job. I mean, you know, I I would like to think that Jeffrey Lurie, after a 40-11-1 season, would at least be smart enough to sit back and say, you know what, maybe I got to let this guy do it. Maybe that's what Jeffrey wants to hear in a meeting. Maybe he wants to hear a guy. Maybe Doug wasn't telling him anything. Because I've heard that from guys a lot that we've had on the show, that we've had whatever, that Doug's offense was the same offense he was running four years ago. Uh, Jeff Lurie just wasn't working. Jeff Lurie has just released this statement. I'll read it in total here. I have spent the last few weeks evaluating everything from this past year and looking ahead. We are all very disappointed with the way our season went and are eager to turn things around, not just for next season, but also the future of the franchise. Coach Peterson and I have had the opportunity to sit down and discuss what our collective vision would look like moving forward. After taking some time to reflect on these conversations, I believe it is in both of our best interests to part ways. I have known Doug and his family for more than 20 years, and they have always been family to me. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him and everything that we've accomplished together over the last five seasons. Everyone in the organization understands the type of man and coach he is and how much he means to all of us as well as the city of Philadelphia. We will look forward to the day he will be inducted into the Eagles Hall of Fame as a Super Bowl winning head coach. And we're confident he will have success with his next team. But as leader of this organization, it is imperative for me to do what I believe is best for everyone as we look ahead to the future and move on to our next chapter. I know we have to work to we have work to do to get back to where we want to be, but I also believe we have an exceptionally strong group of people in this organization who could set us up for future success. That is the statement of Jeffrey Lurie. Yeah, nobody's doubting that Doug's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not in there. I don't know Doug. Maybe Doug's not a good guy, but it seems like he's a good guy. Whether he was, you know, 2017 happened. The end of two, the three years since then, they've been under 500 or, or at, at like the 10 game mark or the 11 game mark. But they salvaged the season in 2018. They salvaged the season at the end of last year. Um, this year wasn't salvageable. The question is, you know, look, the owner's obviously telling you it's it's my team. I, you know, I'm, I'm going and and he's hey, he has every right to do that, and he has every right to keep Howie. And the only thing I can say to you is if they have two more bad drafts, you know, where they're drafting guys that turn out to be, you know, Ortega Whiteside, um, and maybe one of the reasons why Jeff isn't firing Doug, I mean, Howie, is because he knows he had input in those drafts. It could be. If what you're saying is true, then maybe Lori can't walk into a room and, and say, man, Howie, you're, you got to go because Howie could turn around and say, well, geez, you, you picked Jalen Hurts. You know, you did this, you did that, you did whatever. Um, you know, the, the owner never falls on his sword. It never works that way. No. You know, uh, and I'm not saying Jeffrey Lurie's a bad owner. I don't think he's been a bad owner. Um, you know, but. Jeff Jeff McLean just tweeted this out. Uh, 
the uh, regarding this, he said it's been boiling since last season when Jeffrey and Howie Roseman pressured him to fire Mike Grow. As reported in September, Peterson was angry. He initially threatened to quit per sources close to him. Eagles didn't take it seriously. Then it went down. The signs have been there for months, and if the season went south, Doug Peterson would take the fall. That is uh, Jeff McLean. Yeah, I think that I think. Look again. It depends of what you think of Doug. Do you think Doug Peterson is a really good coach? Okay, I mean he won a Super Bowl. Then nobody's giving him credit for that. Well, you know, Wright didn't look that great on on Saturday. Some of the things he did, but I'm not knocking Frank Reich or, or Di Filippo. They won a Super Bowl together. Doug gets credit for that. Okay, so it it hasn't been as good since then. But I didn't necessarily think it was going to keep being as good. You know, they did or whatever. Um, you you never lose because of one thing. You lose because of a variety of things, and the, and the Eagles have had a variety of things happen to them. But I think Doug was – I always had the impression that Doug was not um, the guy that was taken seriously enough. I really do. You could just tell – what what person goes in and makes the guy fire his offensive coordinator the day or three says he's not firing him? Yeah. And then what, what happened – in the last game against the Washington football team, see, I didn't say Redskins. Yeah, that, <laughs> except Doug you just did for that. Now, maybe, maybe that was Doug. I, I cannot believe in my mind, and I hope Doug. Nobody's going to tattletale after this or say, I can't believe that Doug wasn't told that he had that they wanted to lose that game. And I don't think Doug went about it the right way. No, but still, if you're told by your owner, hey. You know, we don't really want to win this football game. So, you know, and he was left to be the scapegoat for that. Looked stupid. The organization looked stupid. So, you know, this gold standard that they've strived to to get is now kind of under attack. Um, well, and I don't know how you fix it. I don't. I don't think there is a quick fix here. Kevin. Oh, I don't I mean, think I, there is either. And you know? I think I think one of the issues is. One of the issues is obviously going to be trying. It's going to be built around the quarterback. You're going to hire somebody strictly almost to, to rebuild the quarterback at this point. Um, or you, or you have like a situation where like North Turner, for instance, was not a great coach, but he was universally a great coordinator. Was a really good coordinator. Yeah. So maybe you bring in a strong coordinator, like maybe Frank Reich was in '17. With a good head coach, you know, with with a with a coach that's that's kind of, um, you know, and and I think one of the things too is the way that game against Washington went. I think he lost some of that locker room. A you know, bit. And, and I just actually, as you were saying that, I thought about that. Like, how will it play in that locker room, and is it different than it would have played three weeks ago? And, and because Doug was such Don't. a player's coach. And well, I think they all like him. I think they all do. I, I think most of them do. Uh, of course, to be honest, if I'm Jeff, I will worry about Doug coming out and saying, "Hey, that wasn't me. That was upstairs." I don't me think that. Doug's going to do that. I, I I just don't see. Well, Doug no, because I think Doug's going to get another uh, job somewhere, and that's probably going to be well, or he's yeah, going to want to get another job. I don't think he'll say like I don't think he'll hold a press conference and say now if the question comes up. You know, like if Jeff, McC- well, or somebody says, hey, Doug, you know, the, the, whose decision was it? Whatever. Um, I don't know. He, he 
at that point, he might say, well, you know, we talked about it. Um, although at the press conference the day after, he said, no, it was my decision. So, um, you know, then he, then he would get caught in a lie, which, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good situation. And all they had to do to avert it was put Sudfeld in at the beginning of the third quarter. That's all you had to do. Yeah. It would have been, even at the time, even though the Giants would have still probably said, hey, you know, you're only down three points. Okay, but we're playing Sudfeld. That, that's, yeah. And you let the team know before the game. Yeah. This is what's happening. Now, the problem there is if the Eagles are up 21 to 10 at the half, you know, like I said, if, if, if Hertz completes that touchdown to Quez in the end zone, and they're up 21-17, and you take take him out, it looks even worse. But, you know, it's like I said, that's not the Giants' problem. It's not anybody's problem. It's, uh, But I'm sure the league didn't like it. You know, I'm sure the league didn't like it. Now, they can't do anything. But We mentioned this before. The four coaches before Doug Peterson, who were fired, have all found jobs as head coaches in the NFL the next season. Rich Kotite to the Jets. Uh, Ray Rhodes went to the Packers right away. Obviously, Andy went to Kansas City, and Chip went to uh, San Francisco. Um, yeah, and how many of them did anything? Just one. Yeah, just one. That's right. That's right. In the fact, best coach, in fact, the best coach the Eagles ever had, who people in this town still kind of rip. Two of them. Two of them lasted two years, yeah. or two of them lasted one year. One lasted two years. Coach lasted two. Rhodes and um, Rhodes Chip. and Chip lasted one, I believe, and uh, something like that. And, and Andy's I, in I'm year track, but I'm just saying, and, and Andy's you know, Andy in year Reed seven. The best coaches franchise ever had. He was better than Dick Vermeil, and I know that's sacrilege to say that to people. Andy had the best ten year. That was the best ten years of football, other than they didn't win a Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. th- that was the best ten years of football. Um, and he stayed too long, and his son died, and and and. Things happened, and it was time. But don't knock the guy because the last couple years weren't good. For, you know, most coaches don't last that long with one team. And then, you know, I kept hearing how bad he couldn't win a Super Bowl. Well, no, he almost won a Super Bowl. He lost to New England by three points. Um, So did it surprise me? But in in fairness, I mean, some of that was on his own clock management, too. Some of the rap Fine, of that game was but the But people around okay. here would say, Andy Reid can never win a Super Bowl. I don't. And yeah. I would say, how can you tell well, me? that That's now that's now moot because he before did. Before that, before he won with Kansas City, I'm saying you can't say the guy can't win a Super Bowl if he got to a Super Bowl and lost to a team that had won two of the three previous Super Bowls by three points. Is, okay? Did, did he coach well enough in that game? No. But don't tell me, like everybody else around the NFL said, yeah, Andy Reid's a pretty good coach. You know, is he Bill Belichick? No, he's not Bill Belichick. You know, is he Mike Tomlin? Maybe he's not Mike Tomlin. Man, I don't know. But, you know, and he's proven it with Kansas City. that, And he probably needed the change. He it, probably needed the change, and that's fine. Is Doug Peterson coaching in the National Football League next year? I'm not sure about next year. Um... The obvious one that's connection has been the Jets because of his relationship with Joe Douglas. Well, I mean, if you want to, hey, look, I, look, I, I don't know how people regard it. I'm just saying, I think what happened against Washington might not help him in some circles. Some people might not care. So you know, also, they, they might not care. Um, he's also yeah, getting a week heads uh, a week. He's a week behind everybody else. I mean, there's been a lot of interviews conducted already. Yeah, but that can change quick. I mean, you know. 
The Sixers would have never hired Maury if Maury didn't get fired. Right. Um, or Doc Rivers, for that matter. Yeah. You know, Doc Rivers wouldn't have been their coach. Um, I don't know, because I don't know what Doug's relationships are, you know, with people around the NFL. I, I mean, he's probably going to go to a bad team. Um, but the Eagles weren't good when he came here either. Um, but there was pieces in place here. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was a foundation. That, that team that won the Super Bowl in 17, a lot of those guys were here. Now, they filled in pieces that year, and then obviously they got Wentz, which was a big piece going forward. Um, but, it, you know, even though they'd gone like 4-12 and 12 in, in Andy's last year, boy, I mean, the Jets, man. I mean, again, if you go to the Jets, can you turn, can you turn Donald around? Uh, if you go to Detroit, there's rumors that Stafford doesn't want to be there. Um, go to Atlanta, you're going to have to oversee a quarterback transition in the next year or two anyway. Probably. Um, you ain't getting the Jacksonville job, I don't think. No, I think that's written for one person. I, uh, he wants I don't know about San Diego. I don't know what that's. I mean, you think about the NFL. Honestly, right? if, if, I'm, if I'm Doug, the Chargers job's the one I want. Well, because of Herbert. Yeah. Because of Herbert, because he's got Keenan Allen, he's got... Look at, the, look at the NFL right now. You think like the Eagles. Think about how how turmoil this league can be. You got a guy in Chicago who's made the playoffs two or three years. Mm-hmm. Now, the last time I looked, the, the, the Bears don't make the playoffs two out of three years very often. Not like, anymore, but yeah. Their history. The last time was the late 80s. Yeah, the decade era. Three out, okay. So he's on the hot seat, supposedly. Okay. Whatever I think, uh, I think he's. I think he's good. They don't even have a quarterback signed for next year. Okay. Well, they they Trubisky still have can, they have Foles's uh, they have Foles's contract, but that, wonderful. You go play Nick Foles. Well, no, but Foles Foles's contract is is prohibitive, and they'll probably cut him. Yeah. Go play Nick Foles. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You're Detroit, and you've stunk forever, and now your quarterback really doesn't want to be there, or they don't want you. One or the other. You got Houston, where the quarterback, quarterback wants doesn't out, want to be there. Mm-hmm. You got Wentz. He don't want to be here. Maybe that's like four quarterbacks. Well, and, 30, and, that, and you, teams. you mentioned the Wentz thing. Yeah, we heard the whispers. Well, we've heard the whispers in the last couple of weeks that Carson Wentz wants to get traded. I would assume that changes now. That Carson probably decides he would like to stay and give it a shot with the new quarterback coach or the new, uh, um, you know, the new head coach and offense coordinator and all that. But if I'm Carson Wentz, there's going to be an image, and we're going to probably hear this out in the next couple hours, that you were the one who did this, that you were the one who got Doug Peterson fired, that your pouting whatever got it done. Whether it's true or not, I think there's going to be that image. And that's going to be a pretty heavy thing to carry on your shoulders going forward, isn't it? Well, I think the heavier thing is that you played the, the well, you play like crap in the too. NFL. Right. I mean, I, I look, what if the next coach comes in and says, there's going to be a quarterback. Uh, we're we're going to have a, a competition. You know how some of those coaches say, hey, every position First day, up, for, yeah. up for, I don't know what the, the now, th- does the next coach come in and say, Carson, it's your job, and what does that do to Jalen Hurts? I mean, I, and I'm not saying you should care what Jalen Hurts thinks. I'm, I'm just saying you draft him in the second round. He's on the team. He started four games. He didn't. He, he played okay at times. He played like a guy who was starting his first four NFL games. Um, so I don't know. I, I, you know, does the offensive coordinator 
have to come in and, and talk to the guy? You know, because I think the way this kind of works, I think there's got to be a relationship, obviously, with the head coach. But I think the relationship with the quarterback's coach and the offensive coordinator is almost as important, if not more important. And we saw that in 2017 from all accounts. Um, it's, a, it's like a three-headed monster. It's, you know, I don't think it's Mike Tomlin's, Tomlin dealing with Ben Roethlisberger. It's probably Mike Tomlin. You know, remember, remember the big thing when Bruce Arians got fired, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, well, you know, he likes Bruce and Bruce, whatever. It was, you know, we hear this all the time. The Eagles aren't the only franchise that, where, where this kind of thing exists. But it's the only franchise we care about. So it's, you know, so we, you know, are going to pay attention to it. I think it's going to be real interesting because whoever, when they do these interviews, I would think that would be something Jeff is going to ask. Hey, who's your offensive coordinator going to be? And who's your quarterback's coach going to be? You know, and and how are you going to handle Carson? Because we need to get Carson. I don't think you're ever going to see the Carson Wentz of the first 12 games in 2017. Right. Because of the injuries. But could we have the Carson Wentz from the last four games last year? You know, that Carson Wentz wasn't bad. No. You know, he he was, you know, maybe you can't win a Super Bowl with that Carson Wentz, but you can certainly win divisions and get the playoffs and what have you. Um, And two years from now, if you don't like what Carson Wentz is at that point, then maybe you you let him go or tra- or, or something and, you know, you start over or, or whatever. Um, I mean, that's the worst fear to me, is if Carson Wentz is just going to be an average quarterback – Going forward, you're eventually you're going to have to start over. And I don't think you're going to start over with Jalen Hurts. I just I don't see that happening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's so many questions with this team, Kevin. Or sorry, the salary cap issues that you've talked about. The, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's just there, there's so many issues that, you know, I, I don't think this team for the next year or two and that doesn't mean they can't sneak into the playoffs because they play in the worst division in the NFL. But they're not going to be a really good football team in the next couple of years. I don't I just don't see how that can happen. And I remember I remember the day they hired Doug Peterson. And I remember sitting there and and you know, I, I was down there and I remember sitting in that press conference going, this guy's not going to make it here. And obviously he had one of the greatest moments in Philadelphia sports history, the greatest sport, sports moment in Philadelphia history. Well, greatest Eagles moment, yeah. Um, but I thought like you did, Kevin. But I, I mean, I right. think it was a and great so, And so I, really I think the thing everybody has to realize is you got to give whoever comes in a chance, okay? Because Peterson proved us wrong to a lot of degree in that year. But that doesn't mean you can't excuse where what has gotten us to this point. And what has gotten us to this point is the is not so much head coaching failure. It is it is the failure of the organization to develop talent and 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 recognize talent. Well, and recognizing talent and developing talent are two different things. They are. Develop, developing talent will be on the head coach. But the recognizing of the talent, I think, is a problem. A well, big that, problem. That's as assuming well. that Howie does it all. If if Jeffrey is interfering, and I don't know this, I, I I don't know, you know, so I could be sitting here blaming Howie because Howie's the GM, and in truth, it could be like a collaborative effort 
you know, that, that, that probably isn't going to change because it, it, usually an owner doesn't look himself in the mirror and say, oh, my God, I, you know, I can't, I can't draft Jalen Hurts. You know, I can't draft Ortega Whiteside over Metcalf. Uh, you know, I, the worst thing sometimes owners can be is that kind of owner. Yep. You know, but it's their team. Sometimes it actually works. Um, but mo- the best owners, I think, are just the ones that kind of, you know, hire good guys and let them do their thing. And then when they have to have their input, they they can step in and do what they have to do. And, um, I mean, this is the future. Yeah, Remember, the league is not a patient league anymore. This is not – I just gave you an example of Nagy in Chicago. You know, this is not – because everybody thinks they can win the Super Bowl. I hate to break it to people, but you only win a, if every team took turns, you'd only win it once every three decades. Mm. So, and the Eagles have won one. Yeah. One. Okay. So, but there is the, there's no such thing as patience anymore. It's the, the, the organizations that work like Pittsburgh's aren't really, they, that, that's not the way it works. It, it just doesn't. Um, people get blown up all the, I mean, even the guy in Detroit. And I'm not going to sit here and say, Matt Patricia, I didn't think that was a good hire because I don't think Patriot assistants are good hires. That's me. But he was in his third season. Yeah. And, okay, they weren't good. I get it. And Stafford had an injury. But, you know, to me, they let him go. Detroit's keep is going to keep being bad. That's one of those franchises never going to be good. Just never for whatever reason. Now, if you're the Jaguars and you're going after an Urban Meyer, look, Urban's got to prove to me that he can coach in the NFL. But he's certainly proven to me in, in college that he can do it. Um, you know, they're taking a, a real leap of faith. Um, but that's what teams do. They, you know, uh, I, I thought a year ago the guy in San Diego was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember commenting a couple times with you about, hey, the, the team plays hard. The team, the team. I said the same thing about the Miami coach, and there was some talk about him, like not doing a really good job this year. I'm thinking, like, what? Yeah, you know, because they lost their last game and didn't get into the playoffs. So I'm like, wow, okay, maybe I'm missing the point here. But the world we live in, I mean, as much as we didn't like the Phillies manager, right, um, Gabe Kapler, he only got two years, and some people didn't even want to give him that long. Yeah. It, it, the world, it's not about the five-year plans anymore. You remember when coaches used to get hired, and they would all say to you, I got a five-year plan, and that's what guys basically got. Yeah, you're going to get five years. You're going to get four at least. And, you know, Andy... Won right away. Not the first year, but the second year he made the playoffs. Doug won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, you almost have to have some some kind of success within the first three years, especially in this town. You know, I mean, I mean, Buddy got five, mm-hmm. and Buddy never won a playoff game, but they were winning, and he, he stoked the fans' interest. He didn't get a six year, did he? No. You know, and and um Well he also he also I don't know Kevin like but buddy buddy didn't get it buddy didn't get a six year because he pissed off the owner. I get that. But if Buddy had won like three playoff games, Buddy might have got a six year. I'm just saying. When you go 0-3 in the playoffs, lose two of them at home, and score like seven points in each of those games, you weren't getting a sixth year. You know, it's just the way it goes. And, and then the guys who came in after him stunk. 
So that really didn't help. But, yeah. uh, I mean, Ray Rhodes won a playoff game, I think, in his second season. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is the this is a, a monumental decision for this franchise because you're basically shaping the franchise for the next whatever. And the division is not good. Now it's getting better. You know, Ron Rivera did a great job this year, I thought. Judge did a pretty good job this year. He's got a young quarterback who I'm still not sure about. Dallas, who knows with Dallas? You know, I don't know. And this division, nobody ever repeats. So that means Washington won't win the division next year. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, you 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 can't – Philadelphia is not going to accept 9-7. and seven. They're just not. And I think even more so after you win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And you talk about, you know, when Kelsey gets up there, and, and I loved – look, I, I had no problem with what Kelsey did. I had no problem with Doug saying this is the new norm. You're allowed to say stuff like that. When – you know, I, I didn't like Lane Johnson saying his one was better than the Patriots' five, but okay, whatever. It, 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 but when you set yourself up now to be good, staying good is a problem. You know, the Packers have won one Super Bowl with Rodgers. The Steelers haven't been to a Super Bowl in 10 years. Um – these are franchises that are looked upon as really well-run franchises. I can't even tell the owner of the Packers is the, is the, is the town, right? Yeah. There is no real owner, right? Okay. No. But I couldn't tell you who the Packers general manager is. Well, for years oh. it was Ted Thompson, but yeah. Right. Do, do the Roonies, the Roonies still own the Steelers, yeah. right? Okay. And what I'm just saying is sometimes there's franchises we think of as stable, well-run teams that, yeah, I mean, look at the Dodgers. It took them 32 years to win a championship. And they had to do it in a, in a shortened season, um, and we think of them as being a you know pretty good organization. So I don't know. The one thing I know is not going to change is Jeff Lurie. So that's the one thing that is not going to change. And if he is part of the problem, then that's a real problem. That's a real problem. But, but they did win it three years ago when he was the owner. Now I don't know what he was doing. Into you know maybe. If we're going to say that Jeff Lurie's interfering now when decisions are going bad, maybe he was interfering when decisions were going good. You know, we never look at it that way. We never sit there and say, man, Jeff must have been making some good decisions back in 17. But it only but matters. Then when they only... go 4 11 and 1, my God, but, Jeff Lurie's drafting Ortega Whiteside. But, Mike, I hate saying it. Any owner who meddles, it only does get highlighted when they go bad. Nobody That's ever fun. says. Nobody ever says. Wow, that owner did a great job of you know putting. I, I get it, his, Kevin. His, but, but we can't just sit here and ignore the fact that he was the owner three years ago, uh, and just as he was the owner when Chip Kelly imploded, just as he was the owner when Andy Reid's tenure went bad. I mean, you, you know, you got to take the good and the bad, and there's been there's been enough of both. Um, and any owner that's been an owner for twenty five years. It ain't going to be twenty five years of the Patriots, and, and you know, look, it just and, going to happen. And look, he, he's obviously not going to make major changes. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm well, not, he's making major changes. I mean, he's not going to change. He's not going to do a full house cleaning. Okay, Kevin. No, Mike. Everybody's Mike, let me getting say what changed except the GM. That's a major. Ch- if you're going to tell me that having a new coach and two new coordinators, do we know he's going to change player personnel, people? Kevin, I'm, you're 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 changing. Think, just step back for a second, Kevin. Step back away from the bad draft picks. You're changing. You're you're a franchise. You're changing a coach 
and both coordinators and probably other, probably the whole staff for the most part, they may keep a couple guys. You're probably going to have a new special teams coordinator, which was another thing that came out in one of the stories that, that he wanted to keep. Dave Fipp, yeah. That's a major, major, major overhaul. But because they're not changing what you want changed, you're saying it's not. No, it is. It's a complete overhaul, Mike, except for the personnel department. Mike, let me let me finish what I was going to say. Okay, what you hope is you can change the coaching staff, but what I hope Jeff Lurie does, and this is all areas, because I think one thing you're going to also, I don't think you're going to agree with me on this, the way. The way that the last four weeks have played out with this franchise, of the leaks that have gone out on the Wentz situation, on, how, on, now, on now on Doug, and, and everything that's gone on that has had a tone of it, fairly or not, coming from the organization, okay? That that leak yesterday to Mortensen sounds like a, a you know, a organizational leak. That's not... Doug going, you know what? I want out of here, and I want to let it be known I want out of here. Yeah, they might have stabbed him in the back. Yeah. I don't know that. Okay. That doesn't – that's something that I think th- – this franchise is living – and maybe because it's the market it plays in. This franchise is playing with so much drama, okay? The Wentz drama, the Peterson drama, how he's been in the middle of it, um, you know, going back to Chip and, and all this. And this has been kind of a hallmark. You know, you talk about when Andy was here. Andy only had the drama around Owens, to be honest. Okay? There was no other real dramas going on. There was some McNabb, but yeah. There was some McNabb. Yeah. He needs a stabilitator. He needs somebody who's just going to get the organization to focus on football and not on not the petty little backstabbing bullshit that has been going on with this franchise Really, since the time Andy walked out the door. But it, it's, it, again, you had, the 15 years ago, Jeff had only been an owner for 10 years. He probably feels a lot more entitled now, you know, be, being a senior co- citizen of the NFL or whatever. I don't know where the leaks came from. I, for all I know, Jeff might have done them. So if Jeff's doing them, what am I going to tell? Hey, Jeff, you got to change? I but the impact so. on the organization is is significant but if it's jeff it's not going to change saying it is right i I don't know this if it's howie i I can't believe how he's doing it without jeff knowing that how he's doing it that 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 would strike me as being you know it's like joe paterno at penn state joe paterno knew everything that was going on at penn state you know it i know it the whole world knows it and then they tried to tell me he didn't if how he's doing things it's either in concert with jeff or Jeff's blessing, or Jeff knows about it. And nobody's going to convince me any differently. So, Jeff must, you know, if it came out in November that Jeff wasn't, he didn't go to a game in Cleveland, he wasn't happy, well, Jeff knows that's going to get reported. If Jeff, if Jeff doesn't show up at a game, it's not going to get reported. I mean, you know, and again, I don't know how much of this was Doug's fault, how much of this is Carson's fault, Carson has not talked once since he was taken out of the starting role. Does that seem odd to you? Not once. Hasn't talked once, even to say nothing. 
just hasn't talked. No. So to me, whether he got wronged or not, or whether he wronged the organization or not, something's wrong there. And maybe the, maybe it just doesn't mesh. Maybe he shouldn't be here anymore. Maybe him and Doug were the problem. We're going to find out because he's going to be your quarterback next year. I think that's evidently clear. And probably the year after that. And they're going to probably give it two years to work. And this town will give it two minutes to work. Okay? Because if if if, if a Carsey comes out next year mm-hmm. and the first couple games are anything like the 12 games he played this year, this town will go nuts. Yeah. And then he won't have Doug to blame anymore. You know, because Doug won't be the coach anymore. Um, and then you're going to have Jalen. You're going to have to sink or swim with Carson or Jalen. And, 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 and frankly, at that point, I don't think either of those answers is the correct answer. You know, I'm willing to give Carson the chance that Carson can become a, uh, let me put it, try to put a number on it, somewhere between the 10th and 15th best quarterback in this league. Now, is that good enough? Not sure. I, you know, I don't. I don't know what that translates to into how far you can go as a football team. And you're right. They have to put better pieces around him. There is no doubt. And they're going to have salary cap problems this year, which is going to make you're not going to be going out and signing big-time free agents. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe, you know, they won't sign some. Maybe they'll, they'll sign some little free agents that will actually turn out to be okay. Right. Um, but, you know, I've said this before. If Dillard... Uh, Rager and Whiteside do not contribute a lot this year, then that's an indictment of, of whoever drafted them. It's, you know, who, who that, whoever that is, whoever was in that room doing those things, um, and that's going to really hurt them next year. It really is because you need young guys. If you're going to jettison somebody's big salaries because you have to, mm-hmm. well, then the guy's not making a lot of money you know, got to step in there and do something. So, you know, a lot of things can happen between now and September. But right now, looking at it, you know, you don't see them being much more than an 8-8 eight and eight team, and that's even if everything goes right, maybe. And But 8-8 eight and eight in this division will keep you in, in contention until week 16. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like nobody in this division is winning 11 games next year. So... You know, it's um, it, it's you knew it had to end like this. Yeah, you you knew it's almost like and I'm not going to get political, but what happened last Wednesday in D.C. It had to end like that. Yeah, there was no other way it could end. There was no way, especially when the story came out from Tim McManus and Mortensen. I guess what late last week, Friday that that or whenever the story came out that. By the way, Doug's future may not be secure. Well, that was I, Sunday. I don't know what day that was. That was Sunday. Sunday. You knew. You, you, you just knew. There was no way that Doug was getting back into a room. Nope. And going to make it all better. <laughs> so, um, you know, now, hey, look, now the onus is on Doug. I mean, not on, on Howie and Jeff to get this thing right, uh, to hire the right coach. And then in turn, the coach hired, you know, hey, look, maybe we hit a home run, Kevin. Maybe. You know, maybe we get a really, really good coach with two really good coordinators. Um, I mean, nobody wanted Schwartz around here. This town, you know, hated Schwartz. They did. 
Um, and we didn't have an offensive coordinator. So, and everybody is knocking Press Taylor. I don't know Press Taylor if he stood in front of me. Okay, I, I don't I don't know. Um, and we're, we may see a different offense next year. You probably will. You may see a, a different way of play calling. Um, will it work better? Ah, you know, uh, I mean, do you want to see a Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma? Is that is that what you would want to see, or, or what would you want to see? I personally would like Brian Dable or be he's the He's the guy from Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, or, or Eric Bieniemy. That's me. See, and I've heard that Eric Bieniemy has not done well in interviews. You know what? That's one of the reasons you know, why he's- You know, his interview is what's out on the field. You know, I, I, I'm so, like... Right, but the problem uh, yeah, because is, to be honest, if it was about interviewing and how guys would handle media stuff and all right. that crap, then 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 Charlie Manuel would have never been hired here. But but here's the pro- or problem. Or Doug, for that matter. That's right. But here's the problem: Andy Reid is there. Yeah, and there's I always going it. to be that. And, and plus, you have Patrick Mahomes, um, Kelsey, um, the the all the Pro Bowl wide receiver. I mean, you have weapons all over the place. And I'm not saying, but that's what happens. Is it's like it, because that happened with New England, all those years they would hire these guys. Well, oh my God, look at the Patriots' offense, and then the guy would get the Denver job, and two years later he's fired. Why? Oh, because he doesn't have Tom Brady. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm not saying Eric Bieniemy can't coach in this league. I mean, Dable to me, Dable to me makes the most sense because of the fact that Dable handles a quarterback who's like Wentz. Yeah, kind of. I don't want to say rebuild them, but he he. But he might be. Took in, his he might w- be. Um, he might be getting looked at by several teams. I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah, that and that's a problem. Yeah, which well, boils hey, look, back to the fundamental problem. But go ahead. I, I well, if you want one of those guys, you're going to have to wait till they're done playing anyway. So if, if you're if you're going to get a B enemy, you ain't going to hire him till February. Um, uh, you know, the Bills are playing. They could be playing another week after this week at least. And they could be in the Super Bowl. Who the hell knows? Um, that's the problem with hiring people from teams that are doing well. Um, you know, is you got to kind of wait, um, because that's just the way the world works. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I think it's just as important who they hire as a defensive coordinator. I think the people in this town want to see a Jimmy Johnson. They want to see a buddy. They, they, they want the Eagles defense to be that defense that you're afraid of when you walk into the door, because we're going to come after you, whether that's the right way. I don't know if they have the personnel to play that way. Um, but that's what Jimmy Johnson did, and we loved it. We loved it. Yeah. Hey, Troy Aikman, how's it feel to get sacked twenty five times? You know, or uh, that was Buddy. That wasn't. That wasn't. Sure. Uh, yeah, it was Buddy. But uh, we love that. Um, we we love that bravado. We love that swagger. We love you know that arrogance. Um, whether it's well placed or not on an offense, I think pe- what people want to see you and you hit on it exactly. And I I've thought this several times. The Buffalo quarterback is exactly what we thought Carson Wentz was going to be. He's everything. He's the same size. He's the, he's got the arm. He's got the legs. Um, and maybe the injuries prevent Carson from being that guy. Uh, and a year and a half ago, everybody was down on that guy. They were killing him. Yeah. Buffalo made a mistake. Look at this. They drafted the guy seventh or wherever the hell they took him, and he stinks. And da 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 da. Now he might he he he, he he's. Probably going to finish second in the MVP voting, and rightfully so. Um, 
So I don't know. But just because you bring the, the Buffalo def- the offensive coordinator down here doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, I've seen what happened in Arizona, and it hasn't been horrible. I mean, that guy. No, actually, but but there's you know, limits it, there too. Right, but that's because you're playing a quarterback who's 5'11", and, and you, you want to play a certain way. See, I think everybody's assuming, by the way, that this means Wentz is definitely staying and all that. Um, you know, let's say they get Lincoln Riley. That doesn't mean that Wentz is staying. Lincoln Riley. No, but if the, the $36 million says he's staying. Um, well, yeah. Kevin, nobody's going to trade for that contract. They, they, they can't. You can't justify it as a franchise. How can you sit there and look your your team in the eye and say, okay, we're going to pick up $35 million for a guy who's the worst quarterback in the league last year? And they're going to look at you and say, huh? If you get him for $20 million or $15 million well, and you really need a quarterback. The Eagles cap hit is 35 I understand Because, because some of it is salary. And, and the Eagles would be responsible for that no matter what. Right. But they're But they're going to try to work that too. They're, they're going to try, if the Eagles do try to trade, and what are you going to get for them? I, uh, I mean, nobody's going to give you. So basically, and I, I just don't know if I'm willing to hand my franchise over to her. I mean, as as much as the Cardinals intrigue me, and I thought they did some good things, they did lose like five of their last six games. They didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray looked a little bit like people had figured him out a little bit. Banged up, um, too. And banged up. And uh, and they have more weapons than the Eagles have. Yeah, I mean, you know, so if you're going to go that route, that's fine. You br- you bring Lincoln Riley in, and and uh, I guess then that would mean Jalen Hurts would be your star starter. Um, and I think whoever the coach is, and I don't know how you do this. This would be, but the coach has to have when he sits down with Jeff and Howie or whatever, has to have a plan for how I'm going to rehabilitate this quarterback. Mm-hmm. And how I'm going to make this quarterback, and whether he can make that plan work, you know, because Carson has to be on board too. And I don't know what's going wrong in all this. Like, I don't know. Has Carson been changing plays? Did Carson just lose his confidence? Did Carson? Does he look at the team and say, "My God, look what they've given me"? Um, I don't have the answers to this because Carson Carson never doesn't going talk. To tell us, yeah, and um. I don't know. I, I just I want the Carson to play the last four games of 2019. Not that that was a great Carson, but it was a good Carson. And what we saw this year was abysmal. Yeah. And it was abysmal drafting. It was abysmal coaching. It was abysmal playing. And, um, you know, somebody was going to take the hit. You knew it. I knew it. And I didn't think it was just going to be Jim Schwartz, but I think if Doug had went in there with a better game plan, I think what Doug did is went into the room and basically said to ha- uh, said to Jeff, "It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to work harder. We're going, you know, we're going. Th- these things worked for us before. We're, you know, we're going. We're going. And Jeff was kind of like, huh? Yeah. Like that's not what he wanted to hear. But I think Doug believes in himself. As, as, as all coaches have to. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to believe in what you're doing. And I think Doug really, truly in his heart believed, hey, if we come back next year and we work harder and, and we're going to get this straightened out with Carson um, and we'll be okay, you'll you'll see. And, and, you know, and, and as you've said, and you are absolutely correct, this goes well beyond just what we see on the field. And if that never gets fixed, 
it doesn't matter if Bill Belichick comes down here and coaches you. Our buddy Derek, it's going to make a difference. Our buddy Derek Gunn uh, just reported Doug Peterson told him, "No worries, I'm at peace with it." So, hold on, Kev. Yeah, no, give her. Um, so. Yeah, so Doug, so Doug, look, Doug's going to take the high road. Yep. Doug, I mean, didn't we hear reports like three weeks ago from people at ESPN and stuff that Doug almost wanted to get let go, right? There, there was a couple of those stories that was well, like, and, and, Doug, Doug was kind of fed up with what was going on here. Yeah. So maybe the trouble isn't Doug. My, my belief is that the <laughs> trouble goes all around. It, it's Carson, it's Howie, it's Jeff, it's Doug. There's a little, they, they all have a piece in this. Because when you win, everybody has a piece in it, right? You know, yeah. you, you win together, you lose together. Um, but you know the way the world works. The, the coach is going to get, I, and I think the, the way I'm reading this from what you've been telling me, that Doug had a chance to come back. And the more I'm hearing what Doug was kind of saying, I think it's good he didn't come back. Because if he was going to come back and it was going and try to do the same things, and just do them better? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, and, and, and again, remember in 2019, you know, you were talking about leaks before and stuff like that. I mean, all the things that we attributed to Alshon coming out of the locker room. Mm-hmm. That wasn't good. No. Now, maybe Alshon was totally wrong. Maybe Al- But maybe what Alshon was saying reflected the views of some of the guys in that room. Maybe. I don't, you know, and, and that's bad, too. If you have a quarterback that people don't believe in, um, for whatever the reasons, um, but they certainly believed in him the last four games of of nineteen, I guess. Yeah, it seemed that way. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be. I I think you know I, I don't think anybody better be thinking championship in this town for at least a couple years, at least. Yeah. Uh, and, and and that's ultimately what everybody wants. It's like with the Phillies. You know, they won a World Series. They got to another one. They had a couple more good years after that. They just didn't work. And now it's been this long. Well, and people say, once you win a championship, and people are, are young enough to remember the championship. Now, it's not like we're talking a championship from 30 years ago. People want another one. They don't, you know, you can say when the drought's going on, when it's been 30 years since you won one or you've never won one or whatever, man, we really want that. We really, I think it's even more when people win one because they, they know what it feels like. They, they know what three years ago felt like. Um, and they want to feel that again. And it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard to win championships. It really, really, really is. And it's hard to win multiple championships. Yeah. Um, the only time it's happened in this town was the Flyers. And the Eagles in 48-49. Like the A's in, in 29, 30, and 31. I know I wasn't around then for the A's, but uh um it's just it's and, and the other thing, Kevin, is let's hope Jeff Lurie knows what he's doing. Because if he doesn't, that's a bigger problem than Howie or Doug put together. Mm-hmm. And from what you've said to me today and reports you're reading. Uh, that doesn't sound good. No. You know, but who do you, who do you think? Now, that's an unfair question. You you have no idea. I would have no idea. Um, But you know this town. There's nothing worse as a reporter than covering a job search. Mm. You've been there. I've been there. Yep. We've all been there. 
Um, this one could get really, cause you know, it, 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 you know, because the Elliott Shore parks, and I'm not saying that in a mean way towards Elliott. I'm just saying the people who are out there now, um, that have to report this stuff and have to, you know, they're constantly trying to, you know, Tim McManus and Mortensen's going to be trying to do it. And Schefter's going to be trying to do it. And Jeff McLean and Les and Paul, um, man, this is going to get, do, do, let me, do you think this is going to get over quickly or do you think this will drag on? Uh, two weeks I got. Do you think that's long or do you think that's about right? That's about right. Unless obviously it's somebody who's involved with the Super Bowl, then it'll be after the Super Bowl. Now, don't they get a period? Didn't the NFL write a rule? They they of- have actually. That's part of the reason with them stalling that you the window to interview Dable like the enemy. If you wanted to interview the enemy, you could have interviewed them last week. Oh, the week they were off, off. or like I there's a window week, like Dable the week before the soup. Not the right, two, Mike. Two uh, weeks before the Super Bowl. Right now, Dable could be interviewed yesterday or today. Um, now I guess they can, they'll have a window on Super Bowl week as well, but or the week like in between the Super Bowl, right? So if the Chiefs or the Bills make the Super Bowl, if they win the AFC title game, right? Which I, I think is thought there was like a two days that week, the, the first week where they could be eligible. Yeah, to but I'm I'm not sure it's as much as two days. I think it might okay. only be one day. And to be honest, okay. you're not flying a guy into your complex at this point because of COVID. No, but you could fly out to see him, or you could just have a. A Zoom meeting. Or, or have a Zoom, but I'm assuming, look, if Jeff Lurie could fly to Miami to meet with Doug, okay? No, you no. You can fly No, no, somewhere. no, no, no. Doug was told to fly to Jeff. Okay, well, somebody got on a plane and flew somewhere, right? I'm guessing that you can make that happen, even if you have to sit 20 feet apart. I guess. With a glass petition or whatever. I mean, I want to meet my coach sort of face, face to face. Face That's just me. Um, but I agree with you, and it, it's it's got to be an offensive guy. Well, it's be, been the really mo. It's it. been the mo of the head uh, of the owner since right. Well, they, well since they Ray Rhodes. What's his name? Ro- yeah, I mean, but but a lot of guys in the NFL now, it seems like are offensive guys. You look at all the coaches that have been hired in the last two, three, four years. The Packers coach is an offensive guy. Uh, Nagy's an offensive guy. Uh, San Francisco, L.A., Arizona. These are all offensive guys. People don't, you know, the Denver well, hired a defensive guy, and look where they are. Yeah, uh, Buffalo hired a defensive guy, and look at them. Right. And, and look look right. at Tennessee. They they hired a defensive guy, and look at them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not, it's, you know, every guy's got to have, you know. It has to be I'm the saying, best fit the for the situation. Is, we're going to run a great offense. You, you know, we're going we're to be that cutting-edge team that puts points on the board, because that's what the NFL is now. You know, everybody puts points on the board. There are very few games that end 17 13. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that Ravens game yesterday. I mean, how about that defense? Really? Yeah. I mean, that was like unfreaking believable. I would I would look at Wink Martindale in a heartbeat for this job, but it's not going to happen. And, and I think if you bring a defensive guy in, the only caveat is have a good offensive coordinator. Like, who's, who's Vrabel's offensive coordinator? Arthur Smith, who's getting interviewed for all these jobs. Well, look, and I know Dable, they have Derrick obviously Henry. In, in Buffalo. Yeah, um, and I understand they have Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry allows you to do a lot. Mm-hmm. That guy resurrected that quarterback's career. I mean, that guy was I a want scrap no, heap. I want no parts of Arthur Smith. I want. Oh, none. no, no. I'm not saying that. But I'm, I'm just saying, there's a guy, Tannenwald. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. Tannenwald. Uh, Ta- Tannenwald. 
who Tannehill, really Tannehill, Tannehill. Kind of like, ta- yeah, who was kind of like Carson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was dead. He was dead in the water. And he's had a, a year and a half where he's been now. He wasn't good yesterday, but you know, he he's he's a legitimate NFL quarterback. And the reason I don't want Arthur Smith is to be bluntly honest. Jeff will not go along with the way that Arthur Smith built his offense, which is I have a great running back. I'm going to just pound him well, into the ground. That's just not – that's not Lurie. Lurie wants high-flying. Lurie still is a disciple of the West Coast offense. He doesn't believe even vertically stretching the field. But if you went out and got a Derrick Henry, and there's only like two of them maybe or three – but, you know, I mean, um, the guy who intrigues me the most – and, I, again, I'm not is an expert – is the guy in Buffalo, yeah. and probably for the wrong reasons. But I look at their quarterback. And he's once. But he's throwing to Stefan Diggs. I mean, let, let's be realistic here. He's throwing to a guy who was the best wide receiver, him and Levante Adams, were the two best wide receivers in the league this year. It's not surprising that their two quarterbacks are the two leading MVP guys. And that the guy in Kansas City is throwing to all Pro Bowl guys. Okay? So four of the Pro Bowl wide receivers and tight ends play for Mahomes, Rodgers, and, and the guy in Buffalo. It's not a coincidence. So if you come here and you're throwing to, um, you know, um, Rager, might not be the same thing. But I just look at what he's done with that quarterback, and I'm, and part of me just goes, man, not that Carson Wentz could be that good again, but, man, you know, we could do that. You know, and maybe that's unrealistic. Maybe Carson Wentz can't run like that anymore. You know, that guy, you know, he's not the guy from Baltimore. But, man, he makes some big plays running the ball. Mm-hmm. He really does. And that can kill you. A running quarterback can just kill you because you can have the – I mean, that, that touchdown yesterday by um, by the Ravens where he was stopped in the pocket and ran 50 yards for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? You know, what's the defense for that? <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, and they may not win a Super Bowl. They might, you know, it's, they're, again, we get to the point – well, running quarterback can't win a Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick came within three yards or three points of winning a Super Bowl, doing exactly what running quarterbacks do now, and he was ahead of his time because mm-hmm. he was the first. So don't tell me a running quarterback. I, I know that the guy in Baltimore doesn't throw like Mahomes. I get it. He doesn't. Um, but, you know, it, um, it's going to be – the only thing that saddens me a little bit – not sad, that's a bad word. I just don't think the Eagles are going to be good next year. I just hope that we can see signs that the move was good, it had to be done, and we're getting better. You know, the next year is a transition year, right? I mean, they're rebuilding, think, aren't they? You would think. It's, I mean, it sounds like when you're $70 million over the cap you with see, old guys. What's that? I, I, and you're going to yell at me because I'm going to bring it back to this, this point. If you're in full rebuild mode, okay, and, and the Lurie statement made it sound like they're kind, they kind of know it's going to be not just next year but beyond that they have to do something here. Um, the danger in having a, a a battered, embattled general manager is that general manager may want to try to save his job, so he may cut corners to try to make it a little easier or a rebuild, uh, as opposed to maybe doing what has to be fundamentally right. And that's where I'm worried about this whole thing. I'm, you know, look, I, I'm to me, if you're rebuilding and they'll never say that no team in Philadelphia ever says rebuild. I don't care how bad they are. Well, the Sixers did. 
yeah, well, that was different, though. I mean, that, that was the process. I, yeah, okay. But no other team ever says we're rebuilding. Um, you can tell by who they take with the sixth pick, to me, because, like, there's going to be a lot of wide receivers there. There is. There, there's so many wide receivers in this draft, once again, who are really good. There's, there's going to be quarterbacks there, maybe. There's going to be offensive linemen. There's going to be defensive backs. All the posi- all the things they might need, perhaps. Um, if you're rebuilding, if you're tough, I would seriously think about trading that pick, mm-hmm. only because. And again, then you have to have confidence that trading that pick and giving up a, a potentially really really good player to get extra uh, players. Uh, you know, if you don't have any faith in Howie, then there's really no sense doing that. Um, and I don't know what they would get for the sixth pick. I, I honestly, God, don't know, like, what some team would be willing to It's not like it's a second or third pick. You know, um, Haskins probably ain't going to be there. Uh, the quarterback from Clemson obviously ain't going to be there. The Oregon lineman ain't going to be there. Uh, and then who knows? Um, uh, and my problem is, I think when they draft number six, there's going to be like six players there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be the guy from Penn State maybe that didn't play this year, but they never draft linebackers or edge guys. Uh, well, they draft edge guys. They don't don't draft linebackers. There's going to be maybe the, the Alabama cornerback, maybe one or two Alabama receivers. Um, God forbid if Justin Fields falls to sixth or they fall in love with the BYU quarterback and all of a sudden they're sitting there, oh, my God. But if you could trade six – and get and see this is what I just don't know. I don't know what you'd be able to get. Right. But if you could get like maybe fall back to let's say thirteen, I'm just throwing out a number. Right. And get maybe twenty or twenty two or twenty and I don't know if there's any team out there that has that kind of combination. That there are a couple teams that have multiple first round picks. And maybe even get something like next year. Maybe you get a first rounder next year or something. I I, I don't know exactly how that would work. I would think about it. Well, Except there's part of me in the back of my mind that says if they take in, if they're picking thirteen, they're going to screw it up. Um, I have no faith in them drafting. No, I have no faith whatsoever in their drafting or their explanations for their drafting. Yeah. You know when Howie tried to explain last week why he tried to explain Ortega Whiteside, he tried to explain Rager, and he tried to explain Jalen. And none of the explanations at all made any sense. Nope. All right. So that's our emergency podcast. No podcast tomorrow. Uh, we were going to talk flyers. We'll talk to that about them later in the week um, as they begin their season on Wednesday night. Uh, and COVID is starting to hit the NBA, baby. Yeah. Sixers, it's Sixers. There's another team, call. too. The, I think the um, Celtics and the Heat don't Heat. have enough players. Well, the Heat are playing yeah. here. I think their game tonight was called off. Yeah, but the Heat are still coming to Philadelphia, I think, on Thursday. So, well, they only uh, okay, but I'm just saying, right now, as of today, well, the Celtics, yeah, the game was postponed. The game was postponed because of the Celtics not having enough players. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's a, oh oh. I'm sorry, Kevin. I thought it was no, um, no. Um, I it was the Heat. I'm sorry. So the Sixers, by the way, are six point underdogies tonight. Yep. Uh, the national championship game is this evening. Uh, between Ohio State and Alabama. Yeah. We'll talk about that later in the week. Uh, we'll, You'll forget about it by then. Yeah, we will. I got to uh, tell you something. 
I watched more foot, more non-Eagles football this weekend than I'll bet you I watched all year. Because I basically watched all six games. I, I watched, watched all six. Every one from start well, to finish because I, I was doing some things. But I watched a good part of mostly yeah. all those games. The only game I didn't really watch a lot of was Rams Seahawks because I was. Uh, you were with your mom. I was with my mom. My mom actually right. uh, went down and got a uh, COVID test, or not COVID mm-hmm. test? Excuse me, COVID, COVID shot, COVID vaccine. Good for her. Uh, her first one. So um, you should have got them to give you one while you were down there. Well, no, I couldn't. Well, your family. Well, that that's a. Well, yeah, but she. I don't I live know. in the same house. That's okay. You know what my reward for driving her down was? Uh, sandwich. She paid for dinner. Where'd you go? Ralph's. And again, no call. <laughs> I knew that. So That's I'm the only reason saying. I brought that up. I'm, t- I'm just saying. Um, there's no call. Oh, it was a, it was, a, it was a last minute thing. I had the okay. veal parm actually. The and I know you did. Why? Why wouldn't you get the veal parm? Our th- like, my thanks to my buddy at Ralph's too, uh, who uh, is the mater or. The guy who like greets you up front and everything. So I cannot wait until I can go back in there and eat. I I can't. Yeah. And I won't do it till I have a shot in my arm. I just won't. Um, but, I'm actually uh, I'm actually in one C by the way. Like they do the tier levels, and I'm in one C. I've been told. So what? So what? I, I'd be ahead of you. I'm guessing, right? You would be in one C probably too. Okay. Yeah. I asked my pharmacist today when I was over there at the Rite Aid, and he basically said. He was trying to explain to me, yeah, and he he said he thought maybe like in March, yeah, and he said they're going to contact us, like like when apparently that's what he said. And I signed up for something that for yeah, I was city. going to do that, and then I didn't because I just figured I could just walk around the corner and see my pharmacist, and they're going to tell me, yeah, nay, whatever, because th- that's where I think I would get it. I think that's what he was saying. Well, there's also they're also going to have more of the open stuff down down at the convention right. center, so hopefully. I just like the idea of going around the corner. Um, the people I know. I was going to tell you something. What the hell? Oh yeah, I really thought I, I texted you last night. I really thought Cleveland was going to blow that game. I, I honestly got. I was half asleep by that point. I I hear you. It was twenty eight nothing, and then the Steelers scored to make it twenty eight. It was thirty five ten at the half. Uh huh. And I sat there. I go, the Steelers are going to win this game, and they scored two touchdowns. They got the thirty five twenty three. Tomlin made a couple of weird decisions. I didn't. He punted once on like a fourth and one when his team and t- I'm like, eh, I don't know about it. But and then Cleveland had the the scoring drive that, that they really needed to have, and then they had an interception. And but um, good, you know, good for Cleveland. I mean, what you know, what the heck? I, I I think I don't know who's going to win, coach. Now there you go. Maybe the Eagles can hire a guy like Stefanski. Look at what he did. Yeah, came in after that that god awful coach he had last year. Kitchens was it? Yeah, Freddie. And 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 I'm look. I'm not saying, but he's made enough of a difference. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback isn't completely polished yet. I know that. But and they have good running backs, so they they do have that. And they have a really good offensive line. But uh, they won yesterday without him, which tells me more about him than if he'd been on the sideline. Well, I mean, by the way, there's more breaking news on this. Uh, the the Jeff Lurie press conference will be at 4 o'clock. It is 3.48 as we speak. So. Does Comcast carry that now? Who knows? Yeah, I, I tuned in the other day because I thought something was going to be on there, and they didn't have it, and I'm thinking, like, what? Comcast used to everything that ever happened in Philadelphia Yeah, was on. Mm-hmm. And that just surprised me a little bit because I can't believe that six 
three and ten and, and well six and ten will have their four o'clock news is on anyway so that's right yeah but i mean this has to be look jeff's not well, going to say anything that that's going to make any i, I don't care what jeff has to say because he's going to say the same thing he said in the statement is he going to take questions yes oh okay well then i might have to tune in um one final question and as i, I haven't talked to you since we talked last week obviously we I had trimmed out all the stuff on, on what happened on Wednesday, but there was a sports-related angle to this, and the PGA of America taking away the 2022 PGA yeah. Championship from Bedminster. Right. The RNA deciding they're not going to ever play anything at, at Turnberry. Um, and Wow, Turnberry's, Turnberry's, that's part of the rotation, man. That Yeah. Okay. And, and there's a report actually from Maggie Haberman of the New York Times who says that uh, the president is incensed by this. Uh, sure he is as much he doesn't think he did any well no but uh, even more so according to haberman as much if not more so than the impeachment talk absolutely he is upset because it strikes to the heart of his business and what he loves which is golf here's the thing kevin you have to remember there was a story on i get cnn i'm you know sitting somebody say well cnn don't worry that apparently business american i'm gonna say american business but it could be international has turned their backs on donald trump Yep. That they have said, okay, well, that hurts you way more mm-hmm. than Mike Kern not voting for you. Um, So, and th- there was even some talk before what happened last Wednesday that the 2022 PGA might not go there uh, to Bedminster um, because I think the Women's Open was there like three or four years ago. Right. Something like that. And, and um, but yeah, but this is what, but he, he, my thing is, why did you get in bed with him in the first place? See, this to me, all of this was inevitable. Okay? And maybe it's not. Maybe I'm speaking like a, you know, a poor dumb schmuck that doesn't know what he's talking about. But when, you know, so it took last Wednesday to push people over the edge. I was. What, it did, though. Apparently, last Wednesday was like the straw that was like, okay. But until last Wednesday happened... None of these things had happened, you know. No, no, people weren't backing out from. I mean, for the for the RNA to say we're not going to go to, and they only go to Turnberry like. It's not like St Andrews where they go every five years. Turnberry maybe like every eight or nine years, but right. that's where Watson and, and Nicholas had the thing in nine in seventy seven, one of the great British Opens ever. Any and, major and we should point out like they they had I think a senior or they had like a senior open two years ago. They probably yeah. Uh-huh. Turnberry, I had the pleasure of playing Turnberry the day after one of our opens. I'm trying to remember the year, like 2004, I think it was actually at Troon. Was the was the last time was the last time there when um was Watson's uh I what? I I want to say they've had it there since then, but maybe not. I would ha- I would have to look it up. I, but it seems to me 11 years is or is too much. But I but I wouldn't swear to that. But it, Watson was there in 2009. Um, but I got to tell you, and we played on, on one of those postcard days, you know, it was beautiful and it was one of the great experiences I've ever had over in Scotland. Um, and then we ate in the dining room, which was just as spectacular. Um, and it's just, it's one of those places that's just Turnberry's Turnberry's last open last uh, regular open, Uh, right? 
uh, when was it? 2009. It was 59 year old Watson, a five time right. winner of the event, took a hold of one shot lead heading into the 72nd hole, bogeyed in, lost in the playoffs to Stewart Sink. Hey, hey, he hit an eight iron from 170 yards or so. And he hit, and he hit a rough patch that bounced no, it over. He, he hit, he hit he a great it. shot that went a foot too far. Yep. That's basically what happened. If the, the ball stops on the green, he wins because he would have two putted it. And the ball just rolled over as, it's, as it does over there. And then he hit it. He didn't hit a real good. Uh, I think he actually putted the ball up the hill and missed like a ten footer. Didn't even come close. And Stewart said he had nothing left in the play. I didn't realize they hadn't been there since then, Kevin. I'm, I'm wondering when the next scheduled one was. It was not scheduled. Wow. See, and I'm wondering if there was a reason for. It. See, Turnberry logistically is a is a hard place to get to because it's kind of like it's by the sea and there's the there's kind of but a lot of British Open places aren't that easy to get to. Uh, but there's no town there or anything. There's no town. It's just kind of the resort. It's it's the Turnberry Resort. Right. Um, it's beautiful. I mean, but hey, I, and of course that incenses him. Yeah. It, when you do things like that to him, that's that's what, you know, I mean, think. The PGA Tour took their tournament away from Doral. They said he had bought the course in 14 with the idea of hosting yeah, I'm the sure major he did. again. So. I'm sure that would have been one of the great moments, but, you know, Doral, which was one of the really good tournaments down in the Florida swing, was played at his course every year. Well, he didn't. He bought the course. I don't know when he bought the course. And now they play it in Mexico. Do you ass- and- do you assume that they're going to? There were a lot of golfers who who were close with him. Uh, look, Nicholas, well, a lot of golfers are Republicans. Yeah, Nicholas. That's Kena, okay. That's I mean, I, and the I tour against them. Do you see them all backing away now? Well, I know. That Gary Player and Anika took a little flack. Yeah, they did for the other day. day. And, and just me personally, after what happened on Wednesday, if I'm Gary Player or Bill Belichick, per- who is being honored on Thursday, apparently, right, right. Uh, but Belichick, how can I describe Belichick? Gary Player came from a country where he fought his whole life against injustice, mm-hmm. supposedly. For him to go up and get. After what happened on Wednesday, after you see those images, I, I don't know. But again, I'm not going to knock Gary Player I, I, or Annika or, or Bill. They were Bell. probably so, in president, the- president of the United States wants to give you the, the Medal of Honor or whatever. Okay, right. fine. It's just that what after happened Wednesday to me tarnishes a lot of that. Yeah. But again, there are people on the other side of the fence who will say nothing wrong happened on Wednesday. All right, you know, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? All right. We're going to go so we can watch this press conference from Jeff Lurie. So. We should have done this after the press conference. I, I didn't realize he was going to have a press conference. I know you didn't. It's okay. You're forgiven. Um, we'll be back on Thursday this week. Uh, we'll do our football picks. We'll look ahead to Divisional Weekend. I'm sure we'll talk something. Um, there's always something to talk about. Um, but thank you, Michael, for joining. Aren't the, fly- aren't the Flyers starting pretty soon? Wednesday. Well, we'll have that to talk about. We'll have that to talk about. But uh, thank you for joining us on this uh, emergency podcast. Uh, Thanks, Mike. And we will talk to you all on Thursday. This has been Against the Penguins. 530 game. This is him, work of the beat. 